Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adult Podcast. This is Lynn Pryor, and with me is my co-host, Chris Johnson. Chris, Hi, Lynn. Nice great. to see you, man. It's good to see you again as well. And we have joining us uh, Curtis Hans. Curtis, thanks for being with us uh, for this episode. Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of it. And Curtis is joining us. Uh, his role with Bible Studies for Life is uh, you leaders will be familiar with Curtis because he writes the shared commentary. Excuse me, he doesn't write. He edits the shared commentary that appears in your leader guides. Uh, so he's always got some good insights as, as he digs into the passages and, and look forward to having you sharing with us, Curtis. Thank you. So to, we are in the study on how to share Christ. We, several years ago, made a, an intentional decision to try to have as a part of the mix of Bible studies for life um, topics, how to type of, of uh, lessons. And so we, this whole session is about how to share Christ, how to share Jesus with others. And uh, we were talking earlier before, before the session about the, the author, uh, Marshall Wilburn uh, speaks to this issue of, uh, and does a great job of, of talking about how to share your faith. And today's session is about uh, the title is start with prayer. And you know, that seems so basic, uh, but th there are just a lot of times that we miss the most important part and how essential prayer uh, is uh, in our Christian lives, but also in the in the whole dynamic of uh, evangelism and sharing sharing Christ with others. Sure. So she, she talks about just very confessional, just the struggle to pray. Um, you know, the the lesson we're going to look at the passage is going to talk about the importance of being dedicated to prayer. But she just says, you know, sometimes it's hard. I I've, I've got other things going on. I'm I'm busy, and uh, I've got. I'm a parent, I've got a career, and, and, and sometimes I'm just easily distracted. So I wanted you guys just to have a chance to talk a little bit about any, any kind of, about prayer from, the, from that whole perspective of, of just the struggle to be intentional and committed uh, to it and making it a priority in our, in our lives. I certainly relate to her struggles. It's, uh, it's often a challenge for me as well. It's not that I don't pray, but uh, I'm frequently reminded that that i need to be more faithful in prayer i need to be more uh, i need to spend more time in prayer uh, it's the kind of thing that there's lots going on and it's easy to be uh, distracted by other things so i certainly relate to the the challenge that she relates and it's interesting occurs that the distraction part it's and she was really upfront about this you know the, the things that she's distracted by are, are good things Right. It's just, you know, kind of the family and friends and work. And it's, it's not that we don't want to or don't understand the need for it. It's just it, it, it sometimes gets left out of the mix. Lynn? And I would add to that that uh, I would certainly agree with all this, that the distractions. But adding to those distractions is the availability of our phones, social media, uh, those things that just capture we've got we want to check our email you know because i haven't looked at it since last night when i get up in the morning now chris i know you are one of i think six people in america who are not on facebook that's uh, but, true but there is that 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 pull to see well i wonder what happened last you know what what have, what have i missed uh, i think with the, the fomo fear of missing out okay. and we're always distracted by those things uh, I appreciate you mentioning my my Facebook thing. I I tell people 
I've been hiding out and hiding from people for all of these years. Why would I put myself out there and make myself available? <laughs> well, I'll just tell you, if you're looking for a friend on Facebook, you can look for me. You can look for Curtis Hans. Don't look for Chris. But, uh, anyway, but that, that's a, yeah, that's a valid thing. And, and uh, just, there's so many things that just attempt us to, to I'll, I'll, I'll just look at this for a moment. And before you know it, your time has passed and you have to get to work or you have to move on to something else. And your prayer time shot. Yeah, I noticed during uh, the early days of COVID as we were quarantined and uh, working for remote that uh, I would get a report once a week about how much time I spent on my phone. And I was oh, always yes. surprised. <laughs> yes. So that's where that time went. <laughs> That is humbling, but that, that's a, she has made an excellent point here because we all give lip service to the importance and the value of prayer. And even as we jump into the study with our emphasis that God calls us, he calls us to pray for other salvation, yet how little time we actually devote to it. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down in my notes that sometimes we, that prayer is almost an afterthought uh, or we say things like, I guess all we can do is pray when the, in reality, that should be the first thing that we yeah, do. It's our last resort. Yeah. <laughs> hey, let me get us into this study though. We're in first Timothy uh, as, as we do this Bible study, first Timothy chapter two. And the first couple of verses are where Paul says, first of all, then I urge that petitions, prayers, intercessions, and Thanksgiving be made for everyone, for Kings, for all those who are in authority so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life and all godliness and dignity. And there is a synthesis here as you read this. We are to pray for all people. So before we talk about the all people, I, I think it's interesting that she said uh, that the passage is first of all. And Marshall makes a point that uh, it's of first importance. We should devote ourselves to prayer. This should be our priority. And uh, that's that kind of goes back to the things that we talked about in the, in the introduction. Uh, interesting that he used all of these different words for prayer. Curtis, you're our, uh, our Greek uh a biblical word expert, uh, any significance to the wide uh, variety of words used for praying and who to pray for? I, I think the significance of the variety is just the, the, uh, to emphasize and reemphasize and emphasize again, the, the, the need for prayer <laughs> yeah. is not so much the distinctions between the words as it is, uh, you know, any, any various, kind of nuance that you see. I mean, there are some distinctions among the, the words, uh, but I, I think the, I think the thrust and the repetition is uh, this really is a, a first priority that we need to engage in. Uh, Marshall makes the, the point that you can't have a good prayer life if you're just focused on one of the types of prayer uh, so that there is importance in, in the variety and intercession and in praying for our personal needs and uh, in giving thanks. Um, but all of those types of prayer are to be offered for all people. Curtis, I've always been struck by the word intercession. And I'm going back years ago, a book I read about a uh, Reese Howes, who is a, considered a great intercessor. But how intercession is described in, in one sense as you're praying for someone's need almost like it was your own need that you become so passionate praying for this person's need. It's like you're with the same passion you would pray for yourself. And I thought that's a good picture of how I ought to approach 
interceding and praying for other people. And I think there's a whole element here. I'm going to call it a rabbit to chase, talking about praying for the kings and those in authority. Uh, it could be an interesting discussion. I would. I kind of want to save that for another occasion and focus here in particular, uh, not just the political realm of praying for people, but just praying for their salvation, uh, as, as we're actually going to see in the next section, too. So uh, I, I, I think getting back, getting back to some of the things we just talked about, of it being first importance, um, we, we want to make prayer, um, a priority. Um, we want to remember that other places, Paul said things like pray without ceasing or the Christian, Christian standard Bible says pray constantly. It's kind of that idea that, that we're always in an attitude of prayer and thinking about praying. Um, I, so I'm, I'm reading a book right now, Lynn called a contrarian's guide to knowing God. <laughs> okay uh larry Osborne. is that autobiographical or what well uh, it is it, it and it's surprising how uh it, it is by the author larry osborne uh but i was like i've really connected with it because uh he he takes some of the things that are kind of what we teach or what we say are important and how we should how we should do the christian life and and says you know sometimes um what we have, what we teach and what we focus on uh, while, while true um, th- there's, there's, a, there's a, a different angle. So like last night I was reading and he talked about having the, the faith of a mustard seed and uh, sets it in context and basically says the point of Jesus saying that is uh, not that we need more faith because if you have the prayer of a mustard seed, these things happen. So it's just the thing that you have to do is to be sure to be obedient to what he teaches us to do. So he says the context for that passage in Luke is um, on forgiveness. So it's it, he, he just goes back to the, the key. To, it's not having more faith. It's just doing what we're supposed to do. So forgive uh, is what we need to do. And, and I think prayer is the same thing. You know, I think we've, we've all been influenced by people who have said, you need to spend an hour in prayer and you need to start your day with prayer. And uh, we've been influenced by movies like the war room by the Kendricks and, and everything that they teach in that is solid, good, important. Um, but to, to be constant in prayer and to always have, have the mindset to pray uh, is, 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 is true as well. So it's, it's kind of a both and for us. Right. Well, what happens when we move now to verse three, Paul has already said we should pray for everybody. And he says, then this is good. And it pleases God, our savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. This is where this study really is coming together because it's not just that we're supposed to pray for everybody, but we really need to pray for their salvation. So we should align our prayers with God's desire for everyone to be saved. I love it that it is just stated that explicitly that we are to pray because this is what God wants. God wants everyone to be saved. That's just wonderful. There's a personal aspect of this to me in that I have a son, a nephew, and a brother-in-law who exhibit no evidence of having a relationship with the Lord. And so uh, every day and often multiple times a day, uh, I'm praying for in one way or another uh, for them to have the knowledge of the truth. 
Now, there's a significance in, in the order that Paul put those uh, to, to, to know the Lord and to know the uh, come to the knowledge of truth. You can't come to the full knowledge of truth apart from being saved. But there's also the flip side of that. You have to come to some knowledge of truth to even recognize a need for salvation hmm, and experience salvation. Good point. Wow. Now, as we move into the third section, we're, this is just verses seven and eight. Um, there's a sense where you're going to, we're going to feel like we're jumping uh, to another section. In fact, in many of our Bibles, there's a heading that, that precedes verse seven. But I want us to see the full context. He said, we need to pray for everybody and we need to pray for their salvation. And then he says, for this, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying. And a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. And he says, I want men in every place to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or argument. So there is kind of a sense he's taking us on a new thought, but I, I want us to build off what he's just said. We need to be praying. Uh, as we pray for people's salvation, let's pray for those who are sharing the gospel, which includes ourselves. Paul wants us to pray for him. And I think by implication, we should be praying for ourselves. God, give me those opportunities. As I'm praying for you to work in so-and-so's life, give me the opportunity. I think what Curtis did just a few minutes ago was very, very beneficial and helpful to us because he, he said, this is personal. Here, here sure. are people that I know and love that I'm concerned about. And uh, I, I think we sometimes neglect that part that, that we don't think about our, uh, our relatives, our friends, our neighbors. And, and part of that responsibility, uh, Paul alludes to in, in verse seven, he talks about being appointed as an herald, as a herald and an apostle. And while none of us can claim to be apostles, we all have been appointed as heralds to proclaim that which we, we know. So that the, the uh, call to prayer for salvation is, is really a call for more than simply uh, being on our knees uh, apart from anyone else. There also is the responsibility to be the herald, the bearer of the good news um, to, to those that, that we pray for, to help them you know, to, be, to be an instrument that God might use in helping them to recognize that, uh, that truth, to come to the knowledge of truth sure. that uh, Paul referenced. Good. Uh, let me just, let me wrap this up. You just could grab the different passages we looked at. We are to pray for all people. We are to pray for people to come to faith in Christ. And with this, you kind of see this in one of the verses that we're to pray with confidence because for their salvation, because Christ paid the ransom for them. And finally, we are to pray for ourselves and others who are involved in sharing the gospel. We are, as Curtis said, we are all called to be heralds of the truth of Christ. So, Lynn, to, to close this out, um, one of the things that from an application perspective that we want to encourage um, those who are listening to this and maybe uh, for all who are uh, talking about uh, the importance of starting with prayer in sharing the gospel, that we have a prayer list, a, a, a list of people who we are praying specifically for who are not believers, that we will make that a top priority in our lives to always be praying for people and then praying that God will open the door of opportunity 
because we've been praying and we're saying to God, help me to be prepared to share, then that we, that we will see opportunities come our way. Uh, when I uh, pastored in Eastern Kentucky, we, we had a time, a season of amazing revival that broke out in our church. And a, a man that um, his wife had been a part of our church for years, uh, he would never come and he never shared, never had become a Christian and multiple people in the church had prayed for him and gone to talk to him. And then suddenly he was responsive to the gospel and said, yes. So the, the night that we were having a service when everyone knew that he was going to make known his commitment to follow Christ, there was a guy from another church that showed up. And at the, at, when he left the service that night, he walked out and said to me, I needed to be here tonight. I've been praying for Joe for 38 years. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's great. So that's it matters great. and don't stop. Don't give up. And we, we want to see those kind of answers to our prayers for people that we're concerned for. That's right. That's good. So thank you guys for um, being a part of this conversation about prayer and starting with prayer in, in sharing our faith. And I hope that this uh, has been beneficial to those of you who are listening. Thank you for, for being a part of this podcast today. And um, I hope that you'll practice some of these things, that you'll make it as a part of, of what you do and who you are, and that you will uh, uh, encourage others uh, to start with prayer and in the whole aspect of sharing the gospel. Now, uh, we're going to uh, give a moment to uh, Lynn and Curtis to share some things with leaders. So if you're a, a facilitator, a group leader, a teacher, we want you to hang around for a minute so you can hear from these guys some things that we hope will be helpful to you. All right. Curtis is going to give us a, a good practical teaching tip in a moment. Uh, let me just offer you mine and Curtis. I hope I'm not stealing yours. Uh, but as we were talking about praying for others in your book, now this is not just for the leaders, but every group member has this in their personal study guides. If you go to the front of those books, there are four pages that are set aside for prayer requests. They're just, they're essentially blank pages uh, in the front. And let me encourage you as, as your Bible study group has a time of prayer, use those pages to your advantage. Remind those in your group to turn to those pages. Uh, and the reason we do that is you can list those you're praying for. And then the next time your group gets back together for prayer, you can just open your book up to those same pages, and there's those list of people that you're praying for their salvation. And so throughout the, this, uh, the time of, as you're in this book, to just keep going back to those pages and seeing who you're praying for, and even to note how God has answered those prayer requests. So those pages are just there. There's four of them in, in any book you pick up uh, for, your, uh, for your benefit. So, Curtis, it's your turn now. Why don't you share a tip with us? Well, I would suggest that uh, you make a point to make this lesson not simply be an abstract study, but to be personal. We've alluded to that some already, but, but help the people in the group uh, see the personal aspect of it by sharing uh, in a confidential way as you need to uh, those whom you're praying for and more than just uh, who you're praying for, how you're praying for them. Uh, we've already seen in, in verse four that uh, God wants everyone to come to the knowledge of the truth. And, and when I, I mentioned my son and nephew and brother-in-law, one of the things that I pray for them is pray that they will come to the knowledge of, uh, of truth. Uh, 
Peter tells us that God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he does that as an explanation for the way that, for the reason that God is patient in bringing his judgment. I pray God's continued patience with uh, my family members. Uh, when Jesus uh, uh, was on the earth, he said that the Holy Spirit came to convict of sin and of righteousness. And I pray that he will convict my family members of sin and of righteousness. When Jesus was on the earth, he healed people who had physical blindness. And I pray that he will heal uh, my family members that have spiritual blindness. So help the, the people in your uh, group to recognize not only uh, that you pray, but how you pray. So they see a greater sense of how they too can pray uh, for people that uh, to come to salvation. But remind them of the, the quote on page 91, the Max Lucado quote, it's not a matter of our ability to pray, but it's the power of the one who hears our prayer that makes prayer powerful and that makes the difference. We need to learn to pray as effectively and efficiently as we can, but ultimately it's God and his ability and his power that makes the difference. So don't leave people feeling like I can't do this or it's all up to me. Thanks Curtis for uh, sharing and, and giving guidance like that. And thanks for sharing from your heart, from a very personal perspective, um, the need to pray and, and uh, the priority for, of prayer in sharing the gospel. Really, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Um, the other th only other thing I could think to add to all of that is um, give people opportunity to share opportunities when they have prayed and God has answered that prayer and they've seen someone that they care about and love come to know Christ. So to offer some hope uh, for everybody in the room that God is at work and he does hear our prayers and we, we, we want to trust him with these things. Again, thank you guys for your participation in the podcast. And most of all, we thank our listeners. This is why we do what we do. It's for people who listen to the podcast. We want it to be beneficial to you in your personal life. And uh, we hope that it will help you as you gather with your group to talk about uh, sharing the gospel and starting with prayer this week. Thanks for being with us and hope that you'll plan on being with us again in the near future. <laughs>